welcome to another edition of Rungan Radio where you're trying to give you a little bit of temporary sanity during this insane quarantine time of 2020. Cruiserman, how are you hanging in there? Have not jumped off the roof yet, so I guess okay. Mm-hmm. How about you? Doing pretty well. Got enough food so far and everything else, food and drink, hanging in there, but you know, a little worried <laughs> here and there. You don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> Yeah. When are we going to get to go back out? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I, a lot of people are predicting that there will be a lot of babies in about nine months. Uh, <laughs> we're apparently all going to be alcoholics and fat. <laughs> well, I don't know about the fat part because I've walked more than I've ever walked in my life because there's nothing else to do. Yeah. And uh, so we've taken our dogs out for walks a lot and trying to watch what I eat, but, you know. I don't know. It's probably a wash at this point for me so far. But um, yeah. a lot of people walking. I kind of like it. It's nice. I like it, too. Uh, I see people, na- apparently they're neighbors of mine that I've never seen before. And I'm a dog walker. You know, I walk my dog around, so I know pretty much everybody. But all these new faces, it's like they're saying the same thing. Well, we're too bored. We just had to get outside. So that's nice. Yeah. That's one of the nice things that's coming out of this is people are really sure. coming together. Which is great. Well, they can't go to work. They're a little less stressed. This is kind of probably what it's like living in some places of Europe. You know, get a nap, siesta in the middle of the day. You got time to walk. You're not stressing. You know, maybe we'll end up thin when it's all said and done. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. So there we did are. You We're attend, huh? Did you attend Deb and John Bob's happy hour uh, situation on Facebook Live? <laughs> I did for a few minutes, and then I got a phone call and had to cut out, and by the time I came back, they were gone. But what a great idea. See, people are getting creative, how they can all get together and sort of see their friends. Absolutely. I was able to watch it for a while. The sound was in and out, but I think once you do live, it stays up, so you can go back and watch it if you missed it. They had a lot of guests, so I think Stooky was on there, actually. Really? Oh, fantastic. Yeah. I will go back and watch it. Yeah. Did you uh did you, by chance, get a chance to peek in on John Pohida live last Friday night? No. No. <laughs> oh, sorry. Busted. <laughs> Thanks a lot for outing me. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool. Uh, he he uh, was quite very much the John Pohida that we all know and love. It was yeah. great. I'll definitely <laughs> watch it. I think I was a little busy getting ready for our show. Yeah. Trying to trying to do my thing and get that done. So um yeah, I'll go definitely back and watch that. You know, I love J Pope. All good. So we have Stooky speaking of as a guest on Friday. We've got shows all week. We're gonna do shows every night this week uh, on the weeknights. And tonight we have Lizzie Van from Bearsville Theater and we might have Robert Frazza. I doubt it, but we may. Robert is now uh booking bands and running the sound at the Bearsville Theater. Used to do sound for Todd, used to do sound for Bearsville Theater, now he's back. So we got a long relationship. We know Robert we've known Robert since before Todd stock one. So he may be on. But Lizzie is the person that you know, we were all freaking out thinking that the whole Bearsville area in Woodstock was gonna close because mm-hmm. it had been managed poorly for five years by some investor from Florida that came in. Anyhow, I won't get into that too much and she probably won't either, but uh, they auctioned the property off, and she came in and 
saved it. And uh, yeah. we'll find out in a little bit. You'll hear about how, how she was able to afford to do that, where her money comes from. We'll probably talk about that. And uh, she's done a great job from what I've seen online. Unfortunately, you know, their first shows were booked for May. They're probably not going to be able to happen, but we'll see. It depends on how the social distancing thing works. But she is uh, somebody that I think we all would have loved to have been at this moment to come in and save the town where the Hermit of Mink Hollow was for years, where Jesse and Mary Lou live. Uh, just a great little town. Chris Anderson, who does the VODs for Todd and has did sound for Todd and has done videos and DVDs for Todd, still does. Uh, that's where Maurice is. Uh, Maurice. It's a very important town. Maurice, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to get into that tonight. And we got, uh, speaking of Jesse and Woodstock, uh, there's a yeah. fundraiser on GoFundMe for Jesse. There's actually two of them. There's one started on Facebook. Deidre didn't mean to do that. She was messing with it, and then it couldn't delete it, so she just left it. Either one's fine, but the uh, GoFundMe's good. It busted 20000 today. and Fantastic. I think the, yeah, the goal's like fifty because Jesse's in worse shape than we thought. You know, he had flu, sepsis, and pneumonia all at the same time, and now he might need a lung transplant. He's at home, so that's good. But we wish him the best. And um, if you got some funds, I know times are tough right now. But if you got a little bit, you can give. People have been giving five bucks, twenty bucks, hundred bucks, whatever, and it's it's added up. So they got expenses, I'm sure, medical. You know how that goes. So uh, Jesse's probably not going to get to go back to work for a while. Even if he wanted to, now he can't because it, it seems like all these tours are going to be canceled. He didn't get to go on the Chasm tour for the four shows they did. So uh, they're in need. Help them out if you can. You can find oh, them on our Facebook wonder, page. They are such a wonderful couple, and and I don't know anybody that does not say that they love Jesse. So um, yeah, I know I I have yet to donate. I keep forgetting, <laughs> um, but uh, you know it's not like my day is full of a ton of things to do. So I believe I can uh, get that. I'll remind you tomorrow. Please. Yeah. If you don't do it by tomorrow night, I'm going to sing Keep Forgetting by Michael McDonald and hurt your ears. You're going to do what? I'm going to sing Keep Forgetting by Michael McDonald in his voice Oh. tomorrow night <laughs> if you don't have some money in that account. Oh. oh, that's worth the price of admission right there. Uh, I've been trying to do that since I was a kid. I used to record myself doing that on cassette. No shit. True story. Really? Oh, you are funny. That's hilarious. But I don't sound anything like him, so I'm not going to do it. Look at, I can't think. I, I can think of the tune, but I can't. Think uh, I want to do it so right bad, now. but I'm not. I'm not going to do okay. it. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> uh, don't forget, people. If you can, if you can't, we understand that too. So Jesse's been on our show before. Jesse's situation with our show was uh, he was great guest, but he, he's even when you see him in person. You don't know if he really hears you or not because he's hard of hearing because he's been in front of a speaker for his whole career, listening to Todd sing and well on the guitar and everything else. So uh, he's hard of hearing a little bit. So anyway, um, the uh, other guest we had, I don't know, last week we had Chasm on, and he's got some T-shirts for sale. If you didn't get them for the tour, you're not going to get them now because they're not going to be touring. But it's on ChasmSultan.com. You'll find the merch truck link. It's a really cool shirt. There's two of them. There's a black and white, go figure. And then there's a red one with multicolors, including blue and yellows. Really good-looking shirt. Um, so check that out if you haven't got it yet. And I have women and men. So there you go. 
Gotcha. Chasm Sultan. We may have him on again before it's all said and done, too. He seemed to enjoy himself, and I think he's quarantined like everybody else, especially being in New York. New York's been hit the hardest by yeah. the coronavirus in the U.S. anyway. Uh, tonight, also, if we have time, we don't know how long our guests will be on. You know how sometimes we get them in and they go for days? Sometimes they don't. But um, we will play for you if we have time. I have two bootlegs from Bearsville. Todd debuted the state album there, if you don't remember, part of camp. So we have Imagination and Surreality. They're a little teeny, they're bootlegs, but they're they're good, they're worth hearing. And they're live bootlegs, so we'll do that. And cool. we'll do the Healing Suite if we have time. If we don't, we won't. The rest of this week, Cruiser Mail, who else do we have, do you know? Well, uh, tomorrow we got a really good catch, a good grab, shall I say. Uh, Our guest host tomorrow, Mr. Tom Jennings, was able to snag Bunny Carlos from Cheap Trick, who we have tried to chase the whole time we've been around. Bunny. That's right. So let me tell you a little bit about that. Tom has somehow, I don't know what his connection was, but Bunny does not interview anymore because of all the lawsuits and drama around Cheap Trick. So it's very hard to get him. So it had to be a pre-record, so Tom did it today, but I did talk to him, and he talked about Stooky. He talked about all kind of stuff. He said it was fantastic, a lot of Todd talk, so you don't want to miss tomorrow night. It's probably going to be about a 30- to 40-minute interview with Bunny Carlos that they'll play. Tom and Mel will be hosting the show. I'm taking a break for three nights, and we'll be back on Friday. So that's a good one for tomorrow night. Don't miss it. And then Wednesday night, Cruiser Mel. Mm-hmm. You're taking the stage. What's happening? Well, there was a a pretty good response to last Friday night's uh, Rundgren Radio show, which was 100% music because it filled up the whole two hours. (laughs) There were no announcements, no see you later, you know, shine on, brother. Nothing like that. But it was what we did, if you missed it, it was uh, the the Todd Rundgren reproduction album. And... Doug helped with uh, finding the original versions of those songs done by the original artists, and we would play that song, such as uh, The Cheap Trick, I Can't Take It, and then right after it, you would play the Todd version from the reproduction album. And there really was a good response to it, which I'm sorry, but I was a little surprised, um, (laughs) because a lot of people don't care for that album, but... Uh, I don't know. It sparked some interest, and a bunch of the guys and girls that had attended the, it was called the My Record Fantasy Camp back in 2011, and and a lot of those people are actually, well, actually everyone got on the album. They were clapping during a song, but uh, several people auditioned and got Mm -hmm. to have their presence on the album. And people in the chat room started asking some good questions. Linda Fisher in particular, she was very interested asking in the chat, you know, so what was it like and give us the dirt and and stuff like that. And so some of those guys and girls that were in attendance are going to do a show tomorrow, uh, sorry, Wednesday with us. With you. Yep. And Chris Mel was there, by the way. She was a roving reporter for Rungan Radio. Uh, Mitch, the guy that was running the show, let her go and um, 
do that. So we had, I guess we had some live shows from there. I don't remember what, I don't really remember a lot. I think that's what it was. You were live there and I was talking to you maybe. I don't remember exactly. But I remember we did a contest and Roy Swanson won a, a free trip to go. Uh, and he busted out some Rungan Radio shirts when he's there for us. But uh, that was a, like a kind of a raffle thing we did. Had a lot of entries in it. So that was good. And then the main thing about this deal is there's going to be some recordings that you'll hear that have never been played before, and you'll get some behind-the-scenes stories about what it's like to record with Todd. You know, was he in a good mood, a bad mood, how he act, what's it like trying out for the band, um, you know, how blown away was he by Daniel Eisbeck when he came in to play guitar, you yeah. know, what was David Johansson like, Mickey Thomas. So it'll be fun. Good stuff. Oh, there's there's a lot there. of stories that have yet to be told. Um, so, and then and there was a little drama. Uh, not enough. Of course. To, not, there wasn't enough drama that could be made into the reality show that they all were hoping it would turn out to be. <laughs> um, I think they thought that there would be a lot of infighting amongst the campers. And mm-hmm. well, as you know, Todd fans are the best fans in the world, and everybody just loves everybody. So I guess it, in reality show eyes, we were kind of milk toast and boring. Yeah, you needed some people to mix it up. You needed, you know, somebody like me and Violet Benny there or something. You know, we would have gone at it. <laughs> somebody, you know, you needed yeah. some, you needed some fights. Right. But anyway, yeah. I digress. So well, that'll the, be uh, Wednesday night. So join yeah, us. Wednesday night. The musicians all love each other, and they've stuck together, and bands have been created, and they've come to our parties and played for us and all that good stuff. And then, unfortunately, for Thursday night, we don't know what we're doing yet. So we're looking for ideas. If you have some, I kind of have an idea, but, you know, we're looking for something. If you're interested in it, it's more about you than it is about us. And then Friday we're going to entertain you because we're going to have Prairie Prince on, and we're going to have Stooky and Tony in again. So we're going to talk to Stooky and Prairie at different times and have fun with them. That should fill up the whole Friday show. That'll be fun. So Thursday, uh, maybe a music thing. Um Linda Fisher suggested getting Michelle on. I've tried. I'm going to keep trying to try to get Todd and Michelle on. I think Michelle's probably slammed with the problems with the restaurant right now, but all that's going to slow down soon. People are going to be really looking for stuff to do. So uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll be able right. to get guests. I don't think it'll be a big problem after a while. But uh, we're just trying to come up with some fresh ideas, so if y'all got some, let us know. I know hey, Drew Tamaki's in there. Yeah. Uh, I noticed – okay, you sent me uh, – the other night, you were going to go pick up restaurant uh, dinner from your favorite restaurant there in Alabama, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, you you sent me a, a photo of I guess I it was hard to see, but I think it was the line waiting outside the restaurant to do curbside yes. pickup. Uh-huh. Um, is that still going on in Alabama? Because I did curbside pickup last night here in Dallas, and mm-hmm. uh, it was just me and two other people, and and mm-hmm. there, there was no line. You just called ahead and picked it up. But Yeah, they're doing curbside and delivery. So DoorDash, places like that, and there's grocery deliveries like Shipped and Instacart. But the um, most of the restaurants here are doing curbside. So you go, they wear gloves, everybody's six feet apart. You know, you just, they call your name out, you go up and grab it and run away. And you prepay or use a credit card, but they don't touch any cash. And um, it's the only way they're going to survive, probably, if they even can do it then, because otherwise they're getting no business. 
Right. So, you know, the, the the waiters and waitresses are part of the program. So if you leave a tip, they get that, you know, because they're used to making money that way. And um, I don't know how long it can sustain, but I'm guessing Tiki and Iki's doing that too. Yeah, uh, that's I think what every restaurant's trying to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boy. But, you know, they lose booze business. You know, now some of them actually. So some of the states, including here, you know, the liquor store can deliver. Uh, you can buy wine at the restaurants. You know, bottled wine and take it home, beer, whatever. You can buy stuff and uh, still support the restaurant, but yeah. it's mostly retail prices. They're not really jacking it up like they would at the restaurant, and so it's it's still different. But if you can support restaurants, uh, it might be a good idea to do it now too and store your food in case they quit letting them do it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but anyway, Drew yeah. Tamaki's in the chat room. He may want Jill Sobio as a guest. You know how much he loves her. Maybe we can do that. Oh, her name came up a couple nights ago, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. She's doing some kind of Facebook live type stuff or something. She's trying it's different than Facebook, but it was a a live show, maybe doing some more. So that's well, what we got going on. We then got Cruising out. Huh? We got it then next week we gotta come up with what we're gonna do if we're gonna keep going. We gotta come up with more shows. Okay. You know? So I don't know. Maybe we do, maybe we don't. Who knows? Who cares? That's the million dollar question. <laughs> so anyway. Well, this gives right, so, us some opportunities to kind of get together as a group. And I know our chat room uh, is is pretty active. By the way, uh, a lot of people have been kind of complaining, and I don't blame them. Uh, for whatever reason, Blog Talk Radio is tending to lean towards limiting the number of people in the chat rooms. I don't think there's much we can do about it, but, um, you know, there's a, a few people will only come in and listen for 15 minutes or so, and then they'll get out of the chat room, and then apparently somebody else can get in. So keep mm-hmm. trying, and um, it's like a little party in the chat room, you know? Yeah. That's weird, though, because uh, when we started, you know, we used to have tons of people in the chat room, and I don't know if it's just browsers or just blog talk bullshit or what the problem is, but try Chrome, try refreshing your page, signing back in, or um, clearing your browser history helps sometimes. Just keep refreshing. Most people find a way to get in usually, but I don't know what the issue is. I think sometimes it's browser dependent. So Chrome I hear works well. I'm in Firefox. I haven't had a problem. So uh, we like more people in the chat room. It makes it more fun for sure. But... uh, one thing to keep in mind too is you got the chat room doesn't indicate how many listeners we have. We always have a lot more, and then we mostly get our listeners if you're interested in that kind of thing from the archives. We get a ton more. Not everybody can do it live, but the people can get in on the fun with the chat room action. Slovan says Chrome no good. Try Firefox. All right, that's what I'm doing. Firefox working good for me. Now Linda Fisher says she uses Chrome, so I guess it all just depends <laughs> on the situation, uh, what you use. Just find a way to make it work, people. Yeah, there's that's, no there's no secret password or anything, um, no secret knock. But uh, no. I yeah, you're right. We used to have, gosh, sometimes there were so many people in the chat room that you couldn't keep up, you know, 30, 40 people at a time. And now uh, it looks like it's maybe around 10 or 15 that they let in at any one time. Uh, I don't know what. I don't know what it is. Delusia? No, I'm here. Okay, there you go. All right, we'll cut you back. Okay, so we have our guest online now. 
she's going to be amazed at our southern accents. Me being from Alabama, me being from Texas, and uh, she's going to give us some proper English. I got a feeling based on what I've read. So uh, we'll find out. Without further ado, uh, Lizzie Van, what's happening? Well, hello, Doug. How are you? Doing well. I got my co-host on here, Melinda, our cruiser mail, we call her. Hello, Melinda. Hi, Melinda. I'm Hi, afraid Melinda. I don't have a southern accent. I have a British accent, and <laughs> yeah. uh, we are all still reeling uh, over, well, I'm not in Britain, but my friends and family are from the idea that everybody in Britain now has to stay in place. I think that's the phrase they use, isn't it? Everybody has to be inside. What a strange really? day, huh? What is, what is happening in, in uh, Woodstock? Are you all not having to be inside and stay around, stay away from me? Well, people that? are being very sensible and they're staying inside, but it's not, you know, that kind of edict that comes from the top that says nobody's allowed to go out except for, you know, like once a week to go shopping and maybe once a day to just exercise. It's uh, it's like being some big sort of sci-fi movie, isn't it, where um, yes. we don't know what the rules of the game are, but but <laughs> we know there's probably not a very good outcome at the moment, whatever way we play it. Well, everybody knows what they're supposed to do, so they shouldn't have to yeah. tell us what to do, but they're going to keep doing it because some people don't listen. Yeah. These kids that went yeah. to the beach got yeah. uh, coronavirus from Tennessee, geniuses. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, yeah. I yeah. Uh, I hope nobody gets sick in Woodstock. That would not be good, especially with the good things y'all yeah. got going on. thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It, it is, um, it's a strange thing. We've been working on it since day one, which was uh, I bought it on the last day of August. And so from the first day of September, we have been hard at it. Every building there, the Utopia building that was built for Todd and the theater uh, and all the restaurants, the other buildings there have, were all in a terrible state. So um, for the last six months, we have been renovating and renovating and renovating. And we were just getting ready to open up at Easter and bring, do a big free concert and bring the public back, and obviously it's all been shut down now. So we're just locking up the doors tomorrow, actually, uh, and just bedding it down now until this thing passes. So the May shows have been canceled? Yep. Well, you know, we're kind of rolling things forward. We had shows for um, April. We had Masters of the Telecaster. We had Jack DeJohnette, David Sanchez. We had some great shows coming up. Uh, But... Each artist we have contacted would like us to roll it forward for maybe a month, maybe six weeks, maybe rebook it for later in the year. Uh, And we're just seeing how this thing goes down. You know, you want to be optimistic, but you also have to be realistic about the whole thing. So Robert Frazza, I I don't know um, if your listeners know Robert Frazza, but he is the theater manager. He's been involved with Bearsville for many years. And he's also worked with Todd over many years as well. And uh, he has this amazing archive of live recordings from Bearsville that go back for decades. We are thinking that our contribution <laughs> to all these people staying at home is we can play this live music uh, out on the airways one way or another, maybe maybe even through your radio station or oh, yeah. through some other kind of means. Yeah, that Frazza, we go way back with Frazza. Mel and I have known Frazza for 12 years or so. We're glad he's back there. Yeah. He'll do it right. He'll do you justice, yeah. and uh, it'll be good. And uh, we were we were uh, involved with him when he was doing uh, sound for Todd. So maybe yeah. he'll call in tonight. Maybe not. But we'd love to hear from him. I've talked oh, to him some via email. I think he's email. going to. Oh, is he? Okay, I, good. He said to me he'd ring in. Yeah, I think he's even listening to us right now. So maybe he'll oh, ring now. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, well, he's got to press he's one, so we'll know it's him. I think of him. I think of him as my my treasure, you know, my secret treasure that has all these amazing abilities and 
can bring people yeah. back to the theatre. You know, we would love to get Todd back to the theatre. I know he did Todd's stop um, some years back. I'd love to bring mm-hmm. him back to Bears. Oh, Todd's been to Bears many point. times. We have some bootlegs yeah, but... tonight, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Oh, that would be good. That would be great. Yeah. That would be Todd's great. Been, Todd's been there for regular shows. He did um, yeah, a lot of shows. Last time it was the – he actually debuted the State album there, which was just a few years ago. But uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, hopefully he'll come back. And that – Robert uh, might be able to pull, pull that off if anybody can, you know. So he was uh, – Robert was at our first – we had birthday parties. We've had our 12th this year mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, big parties. Mm-hmm. And Robert did the sound for our very first one, which was in Vegas. That's so true. Really oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. He's a world traveler. He really is. Yeah. So, he, he, so no, I, we're I think, lucky to have him. He, he yeah. has set up the sound for us. So he has taken what what has been there for years, and he's been complaining to all the people that owned it or managed it. You know, we've got to improve the sound here because it's a beautiful building built by John Storick, um, a famous architect who designed Electric Ladyland. Uh, but then it didn't have the right sound system in it. So I said, Robert, no. just go get what we need. And he did. He <laughs> just put it in. Good. So we're all desperate, you know, to put an artist up on the stage and to hear how it sounds. And, yeah. uh, all right. I think, yeah. Did people you, love the did, theater. It, yes, they do. It's it's like the heartbeat of Woodstock. So uh, mm. so people come up and embrace us in the street and say, thank you. And I'm, <laughs> I don't know who you are, uh, but I'm doing my best here, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. We're trying to get it open, and uh, we want it to be something that the community embraces as well. You know, we're putting a whole wall of cork board up downstairs, mm. just where you go down this, these uh, amazing wooden staircases, so that people can bring their memories of Bearsville back. You know, their ticket stubs, their programs, their old photos, you know, nice. uh, programs and things. Because uh, mm-hmm. we want it to be about them and what they've done in their lives rather than just what we put on as a kind of show. It's very interactive, just like Todd, you know. We want it to be very there interactive. <laughs> the history there is unbelievable. Yeah. Yes. What about the restaurants there? I was there um, a few years ago, and, and uh, there was a the Bearsville Cafe, and there was a Chinese restaurant there. And those were closing or had closed, and then when you came around, I think maybe they, they came back. Yeah, well, the little bear, the Chinese restaurant is there. You know, we just closed it down at the beginning of March to put a new floor in and new bathrooms. And uh, Marley, mm-hmm. who's been there all along, she is still running it. So she's uh, going to be opening it up. I think she's going to open up as a takeout right now. But, uh, you know, that is one of our little treasures. And then the Bear Cafe, which was the gourmet restaurant that Albert Grossman set up himself in the early 80s, um, that has closed on the previous owner it kind of it had a few problems and it closed so now we have been digging out the basement putting in new uh, oh my god you should see the electrics it was like spaghetti junction down there <laughs> so we put in new electrics new plumbing uh new floors new kitchen you know the whole darn thing it's all going in new walls actually in some cases because the walls kind of caved in under the pressure of uh, some underground water so it's going to be reborn like a phoenix and uh, we're talking to a couple of restaurateurs right now about them opening up our original plan was for the summer but i think you know with all that's going on we're looking towards the fall now but it's going to be mm-hmm. a great restaurant again really okay great and we also here. have a bluestone patio with the famous fire pit and uh homemade pizza so we're hoping to do some outdoor foods as well Nice. Lizzie, uh, you, yes. you're a resident there, and you have been for, for a while. What made yes. you decide that 
that you wanted to throw your hat in the ring to get in the entertainment business, so to speak. Oh, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> it's completely crazy. Uh, well, I've lived in near Woodstock, just uh, five miles outside of Woodstock for six years in an old farm and drove past Bearsville. In fact, you know, in the early years, I would come and visit it and go to the Bluestone Fireplace and um, go to concerts, listen to Radio Woodstock. Uh, and then when it, uh, when it kind of all fell apart a, a year ago, I was just sad, just like everybody else. And people said to me, you know, you could do this. And I'm thinking, oh, I don't want to do this. I was taking care of my mom. Uh, and I had a whole bunch of other stuff going on. And then uh, as time passed and my mom uh, sadly passed away, I kind of was a little intrigued. And I went to look around it and talk to a couple of other people. And then one day I did that classic thing. You know, you get out of bed in the morning, you get up, you drive down, you go past it, and you think, this is the day I'm going to buy it. <laughs> Really? Complete 360 degrees. I rang up my friend who's a realtor, Laurie, and I said, Laurie, I think I'm going to buy Bearsville. And she got very excited and she said, But there's an auction in eight days' time. You have to do it before then because otherwise, you know, the price will be crazy because there were hedge fund managers and hotel people that were all very interested in it. So we pulled it off. You know, we we did a negotiation and then we got into it and then you know that kind of sense of achievement like we did it (laughs) we did it and then we went to the closing and the attorney said you know that there's eight gallons of water a minute running in that building don't you and we went no and he said yeah you know it's been there's been leaks going through the basement ever since last winter when all the pipes froze because there's no electricity and uh, and there's water coming through the ceilings and you know because we'd bought it or because I'd bought it in eight days there wasn't long enough to get all the extensive surveys that you really should do when you're buying 50 year old buildings <laughs> <laughs> that have been neglected for a long period of time so um, it was a bit of a shock but hey we you know it's a challenge there's nothing like a challenge to keep you young isn't there so um, yeah we're having we're having a lot of fun. I've got a great team of people that that have been working on it. You know, carpenters, plumbers, electricians, designers, painters. Oh, it's just it's it's a trip. You know, we're loving it. Yeah. it well, if you wouldn't have done that, it could have turned into like you said. It might have been a hotel franchise, or it could have, it could have totally changed Woodstock and the whole history of yeah. Bearsville. Yeah. It would be gone, and it's so important to the music business. What's happened over there, which. Uh, you said you've been there what, about six years, but you know how how it is from way back. I'm sure Todd had lived there. Oh my there. god! Yeah, I mean, yeah, um, amazing. I mean, Todd yeah. and Bob Dylan, Janice Joplin would go and relax there. You know, the band Paul Butterfield, Jesse Winchester, just so yeah. many amazing. And you know, that's before you even get to the theater and the names that have been on the theater, like Blondie and mm-hmm. the Pretenders and the Psychedelic Furs. You know, just about, I mean, it's a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It really is. Yeah. So one of the things that I'm trying to do when I can get back in there and, you know, make it this um, amazing place is I want to put up photographs and exhibits of all the key events that have happened since it nice. first first happened, you know, all those years mm-hmm. ago. We're, we're planning, I don't know, about 100 photographs and memorabilia and you know, just a great, we've got a great exhibition space there. And we're also doing the building in a very um, beautiful way. We're, we're going back to the old original wooden oak floors and uh, acoustic ceilings and great big windows that overlook the Sawkill Creek and the grass. It's um, mm-hmm. 
It's going to be beautiful, really beautiful. Have, I'll, I'll send you some you, photographs. You can maybe put them please. on your website. We'd love to show them off. Have you have you seen the uh, video on YouTube, the Albert Grossman Bearsville video? That's it's about an yeah. hour long or so. Isn't that cool? Yeah. <laughs> the one with Todd when he climbs the pyramid. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, Frasa showed it to me. He said you have to see that it. That's really good. Because yeah. I, I think we've been offered to get the Sphinx back. I think somebody nearby has yes. that Sphinx in a barn yes. and said, you know, if you ever want it back, yes. we can probably uh, probably borrow. We it had it refurbed actually. We did a fundraiser and uh, refurbed it for a party we did. What was that mail two years ago? Utopia went back out on tour, so we we had it's Maurice is the name of the Sphinx, and uh, mm-hmm. Chris Anderson owns mm-hmm. it, uh, has it. So we had him, we had him, we paid him to clean it up because it needed it bad. Oh so uh, it's really a uh-huh. cool, definitely a historic part of Utopia and Todd's career, no yes. doubt. And we'd love yes. to find a home for it where we could come see it all the time, and uh, that'd be fantastic. So good job on that, excellent. Well, you know, we probably have space for it. We we certainly have. Um, we have the old basement at the bottom of the Utopia building, which is where I believe Todd used to store all his stage equipment, and it's still there, and it's still empty. Excellent. Uh, and uh, we are trying to think about things that we can do with all these buildings, so that would be great. Great bit of history, huh? That would be Oh, amazing. yeah. We should talk You're going to have a lot of history stuff that's going to, you know, the Von Helm. You're going to have so many things probably pop up for that, and that's great that that's your goal because it was almost all disappeared, you know, overnight. That auction would have changed the whole thing probably. Now, Albert did, uh, Grossman did want to have, his long-term goal was to have some uh, hotel place or something for people to stay in town. Do you have any plans to do something like that? Yeah, when I bought it, there was this strange kind of model of it almost looked like a flying saucer that was going to be hmm. plumped down right in the middle of the land. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of, you know, I mean, I doubt very much that the town would have ever given permission to do it because it was very modern and uh, very different to anything that else is there. So a lot of people have talked about it. Nobody's done it. I am not sure I want to do that. I, I really would love the Utopia building to become... Uh, a music college. I'd love to get young people there that learn all about nice. the music business, learn mm-hmm. how to go out, how to rehearse, how to go out on tour. You know, we have some great performing and rehearsal spaces there. And then what I'd like to do is have some cabins, maybe out, just one or two to start with um, for summer schools. So bring the kids over for summer schools and uh, get them in and, and just coming to learn about how to get into the music business. Uh, before they make a bigger yeah. commitment to it. You'd have some good so teachers maybe. there. What, what about the radio yeah. station? Is it still there? Radio so, Woodstock is there. And they okay. are going to go find their own space. They have they found a beautiful old church down on Route 28, which is, uh, mm. I think, about mm. six miles away from us. And uh, they have decided to go out on their own. And uh, that's good. You know, I mean, it gives me that other building. And uh, the two buildings, the Utopia building and the theater, are connected with a big tunnel where Todd had a bunch of optic cables that ran from the theater to the video studio so -hmm. that they could be – I'm not quite sure how it worked. I'm sure Frazzle can tell you all about this. But um, (laughs) the two buildings were connected and could do live recording and live broadcasting. So I love the idea of reviving that somehow, maybe doing some okay. recording, certainly doing some rehearsing and using the two buildings together. you got a lot of plans. How did the uh, house work out? I know there was a house you were trying to rent or, or sell maybe. It looked like a real cute 
older three bedroom house, maybe something like that. Is it? Did that rent? Oh, the Peterson house. Oh my God! Yeah. That, I mean, that's a gorgeous, gorgeous. It's like an old Victorian, but it's seen better days. So we're painting her. You know, we're gonna we're gonna do her some nice skirts and petticoats and do her up. The um, there's a beautiful bar downstairs that had a tree growing through the middle of it. So when I bought it, the first thing I saw was that the tree, every time it was windy, the tree made the roof move. And of course, over the years, the roof had become completely wrecked by this tree. So we had to put a new roof in. And uh, we took the tree out and we moved a few walls around. And now the bar is even bigger, so like another 50% bigger. And it's a beautiful bar, looks out onto the patio. So we are talking to somebody about opening that up as a really lovely bar. And the front of that Peterson house, we are thinking it's going to be a cafe. And then upstairs, you know, I'd like to get a music industry uh, company up there to take the offices. It's a beautiful house. It's it's got so much character. Love again, lovely wooden oak floors and staircases. Uh, great kitchens. It's a it was a kitchen space that was used to do catering. So there's a lot of possibilities in that building, and it's right in the heart of Bearsville. Oh yeah, so you're you're gonna make it more of a business thing than rent it out to somebody. Sounds like. Yeah, I mean it could be a boutique hotel. People have talked to me about it, but you know, I'm um I'm an entrepreneur and I'm very <laughs> keen on getting the community up into Bearsville. And you know, I think to have a great bar and to have a great cafe that people can come and be in during the day, and maybe sure. have some kids up there learning about music. You know, it, that would that would again bring it back to being the heart of the community rather sure. than a hotel for people from outside. Not that I have anything against people from outside because, <laughs> you know, we're going to have all these touring artists that are going to need somewhere to stay. Yeah. But we have friends in Woodstock that have um, created some great hotels like the Woodstock oh, no Way doubt. and the Her Story. So, you know, There's there the are RBO. Airbnb, I stayed over there, I just rented a house, and you know you could do a coffee shop there. But there's there's plenty of places to stay. You were mentioned that you were an entrepreneur, so a lot of people had really wanted to raise funds to save bears. Well, we talked about doing that. People wish they could do it, but not everybody has had a successful career in selling their business at around the age of 32, like yourself. So I want to hear a little bit about your business. Tell people how that that was. It was it wasn't baby food necessarily because you had up to the age of five. So what would you, you call that? Just food for children, I guess? Organic? Yeah. Yeah, well, it was all organic. I've always had a passion for organic food. You know, I was one of those kind of hippies in the 70s that uh, believed that pesticides can never be good for people, and especially not for young people like kids. And uh, at the age of 32, I decided to go into business and produce my own range of food. So it was a bit crazy, really, because I'd never... I'd never been in the food industry before, and it's a a funny thing, learning how to keep food safe, you know, and especially food for for babies. So we made a range of baby food. This was in the UK, Uh, little little bottles of baby food and dried cereals like um, oaty porridge and oatmeal and uh, pear purees and lots of vegetables, lots of meat. I used the recipes that my mom had made for me when I was a little girl, and uh, I kind of developed those um, into different different variations. We made a wonderful range of pasta foods for babies and Indian foods for babies, and just really nice, nourishing foods. And then as we got bigger, we went into foods for older children. 
And, you know, it was very stressful. We, it grew to be quite a large company. Um, we were turning over about $30 million after 15 years. And it was very stressful. Very, uh, it was all about managing people, which, you know, any, any good business is. Um, but I felt that it was taking a toll on me. So I looked around for somebody that would take it over and found um, a good company that would do it. And that was in 2008 when I was 50 years old. So um did it for a long time, had a lot of fun. We we changed a lot of the rules. We um, It was really like a kind of campaigning company. We reflect what parents wanted us to talk to governments and regulators about. So we were talking to the government about school dinners, about food additives, about pesticides, about organic farming. And we made, you know, we made quite a big impact. We were uh, one of the groups that were behind a kind of school dinner revolution that happened in the UK that I would really like to see happen in America as well, where nutrition is made front and center of what children are eating rather than um, just kind of cheap processed food. Um, but yeah, anyway, I, I we, we made a big impact. We had a lot of fun. We, uh, you know, we still, I'm still very involved in the whole area of health promotion for children. But then, you know, you retire and other things come to play and, uh, you know, your parents get a little older. And uh, I've been doing other things since then until Bears all came along and then wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Off we go again. <laughs> Having a lot of you fun there. You were organic before organic was cool. <laughs> Yeah, so did, <laughs> yeah. this business is yeah. still going? The food still for sale? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's being run by a company called Hero. Uh, the same people that were there when I was there are still there. So it, it was a, a good transition, if you like. Um, it was never done to damage what we did. It was done to enhance it. And, yeah, you know, it was organic before organic was cool because when we started it, People didn't know what organic mean, meant. They thought it was something to do with your organs or maybe orgasms or some kind of weird thing. Anyway, and we, yeah. we said, no, no, this is organic food, okay? This is certified food where you know where it's come from. And uh, it was all about the good stuff. And now, you know, it's very pretty popular. Pretty popular out there. Very nice. And then you, you, uh, the Bears was not your first restoration, doesn't sound like. you can. Some of the proceeds went to... Redo yeah. some buildings, old buildings in Florida, right? Yeah, you know, I think I'm another one of these people that has ADD. You know, you can go through your life and you just have to keep doing things. And I've never been able to sit still. So, um, yeah, I got out of the baby food industry and I said, okay, we're going to relax. We're going to sit on the beach and read books. And, of course, that lasted for approximately six months. And then um, I was in Florida on a beach reading books. And there was this gorgeous old building, um, a big old uh, 19th century building that was about to be knocked down and built into a kind of modern building. And somebody said to me, you know, Lizzie, you can have that. I'm going to give you that building for $100, but you've got to move it and do something interesting with it. So that kind of started a <laughs> sort of five-year process of moving old buildings. I moved an old chapel. I moved an, this old Angler's Lodge. We opened up an old schoolhouse um, and, and a couple of residences, and now it's it's the historic Green Village, all powered by solar energy and uh, ground source heat pumps and uh, using rainwater. It's, I mean, it's just a great it's, a, it's just a great little development. 
really lovely and great for the city of Anna Maria. You know, that people now are very proud of it and they're doing their own green initiatives as well, which is great. Looks beautiful. Yeah. Very nice. So you kept that in mind, I take it, uh, with some of the Bearsville stuff. You've been trying to be sustainable and as green as possible. Yeah. I suppose it. Yeah. it gave me the confidence to think I could do it. You know, when you've done one or two buildings, you suddenly think, hey, this is not difficult. <laughs> we can we can move a building. You know, we can we can uh, bring something back from from the dead, if you like. And uh, yeah, of course, yeah, of course, I'm absolutely into sustainable energy. It's interesting though; things are changing now. Um, it used to be that the best way to do solar power would be to put solar panels, photovoltaic panels, on your roofs. But one of the downsides of that is you have to make holes in the roofs, and over time, particularly in a tough climate like the Catskills, uh, you get holes in the roof and you get, um, you know, leaks. So now there's a different approach, which is uh, siting your solar in a field, like like almost like you're growing solar. You know, you're you're taking field space up, and then you're using the energy for your buildings. So it's called community solar. And it's a good initiative and uh, means that you can share the investment and a lot of people can benefit from it, a lot of houses as well. So that's what we're doing there. That's what you're doing there. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I'm absolutely wedded, like anybody should be, to insulation. You know, it sounds the most boring thing in the world, but actually it's the best way to save energy. Means that you are cool in the summer, you're warm in the winter, you, your electricity bills are low. You know, you are you're just taking care of yourself as well as your environment. Insulation is the key to happiness, together with vegetables and water. <laughs> mm-hmm. Organic, of course. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like you might miss the. Um, do you miss the food business at all? I miss the food business. You know, I miss the interaction with people that are making choices about the health of their kids all the time. You know, I mean, it's such a cliche, but our future is in our children and we have to look after them. We did a lot of work, for example, with um, children's medicines. Here we are, we've got children that are sick and we give them medicines that have got carcinogenic food dyes in them, you know, like um, azo dyes. So, it was. It felt very important when we were doing that. I'm not sure what we're doing now is quite as important, but it's fun, you know, and bringing back old buildings, yeah. bringing them back to life is good fun. So, yeah. No, I'm having fun. I'm I'm enjoying this. Yeah. It's very, it very sounds, important. It sounds to me like you are very project-oriented. Um, have you always been like this, where you just have to be doing something all the time? Yeah, I think it's ADHD, isn't it? Is it? <laughs> it's deficit, you know, probably. <laughs> I love working with people. You know, I really love working with Brazza. I really love working with my team up there that are doing just, we're going to put on some great events, you know. It's going to be, it's going to be like having this sort of, I don't know, like having a little shop that you can play with and you can sell whatever you want to sell and you can have all your friends come and stay. It's going to be, it's going to be great if we could only get the dancing open. So we have to get through this COVID problem first, and then then we can move on and invite everybody to come. So um, it, it's, it should be the natural home for Todd Rundgren's fan base. It really should. So as soon as we can get you oh, no doubt. up there, get a big event happening, then that's gonna we'll make that happen. 
That sounds great. I unfortunately have never gotten to be on the grounds and and see all these buildings except for photographs. So uh, I I want to come to your grand opening. So let's do it. Well, I hope you do. You've got a personal invitation. I would love that. Yeah. I will send you some photographs. We're having photographs taken on Wednesday. And I'll send you some photographs to the website. And then as soon as we can get something organized, we'll put out a uh, a big invitation to everybody to come over. Okay. I was, I was, uh, well, I got to visit. I had a, went to a really good Italian restaurant across the street from, I think, a golf course. Anyway, I can't remember all the names of the place, but I, I just love that town. I'm, I, I look forward to going back. I know y'all get the Java busy season there. You know, people come over. So yeah. hopefully everything will continue to be successful for you over there. The, um, yes, I'm I know sure the Todd it will. will We've just got to get through we'll, Yeah, everybody well, does. We are, hoping, everybody. we are hoping to survive. I mean, Woodstock is such a funky, bohemian town. And, you know, we have some amazing people there, amazing musicians, but also just good local people. And there's a great charity there called Family that we are going to be supporting with our first event where we're going to be doing it as a benefit for them. So. Definitely come along if you can. Oh, absolutely. So, did you? Did you have? Do you still have any relatives um, overseas? My family is my my sister and my three daughters are in England. Yes, and they've all are been they, told to stay in place as of today. They're staying in place. <laughs> so lots okay. of phone calls. So oh my God! Lots. Thank God for the internet and for the telephone system. Really, <laughs> we can all keep in touch with each other. Does it sound like they're dealing with it differently than we are? Is everybody pretty much in the same boat? I, you know, I try and listen to the scientists uh, and try try to avoid all the politics of it. It does seem to me like um, one of the best things that you can do is isolate people, everybody, and we stop moving around. You know, right now I'd, I'd love to be driving around and seeing people, but, you know, we can't do that. And that way we won't overburden the health system. And in England, Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister, just said that to everybody today. He said, that's it. No more going out. No, no, more, no more going to work. You know, we're basically, we're going to have to watch this, to wait this out by staying in our homes. Sure. Now, we haven't done that in America. You know, so there's a pretty high chance that this thing will spread very quickly and it'll overburden the health system. But, you know, I'm not an expert. I'm just watching it. But, yeah, there is a difference between what they're doing over there and what they're doing here. Hopefully we'll catch up. Now, what brought you here? You said, how long have you been in the United States? I came out here in 2008 um, for vacation, and then decided to <laughs> decided to buy some buildings and renovate them. And so that was that 12 years ago, and came to Woodstock mm-hmm. about eight years ago for a vacation, and just loved it. I stayed in a house on Lake Hill, just loved the place. It felt like. Um, my spiritual home. You know how sometimes you go places and you think, hey, I must have been here before, or this reminds you of a, a really beautiful place from your childhood. Well, Woodstock reminded me of the Lake District in the north of England, which was um, where a lot of people, um, a lot of famous people like William Morris and John Ruskin would stay. And of course, there are links between the Lake District in England and the, uh, the Catskills and the artists that came there. And it, it kind of it does have the same sort of geography. So I loved it, and then my partner and I decided that we would buy a place there six years ago and been there ever since. And so you, 
Are you, are you glad you made that choice? Do you uh, like it over here? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love America. You know, I love that kind of can-do spirit and that sense of adventure about everything. And your beautiful country. I mean, there's so much to it. You know, it's just unbelievable. And and now when I go back to England, it seems so terribly small. I mean, I love England as well. It has great, great history, great culture, and, of course, all my family. But... Um, I, I do adore America. Very good. I did, so I did a little reading about your your husband earlier today. Um, uh, is he is he aiding at all in uh, bringing a little bit of a, a rock and roll history <laughs> photography vibe to the New Bearsville? Yeah. Can you hear him? He's playing his guitar. Can you hear him right now? He's, he's in the background. We can. I, hope I thought not. maybe somebody's Perfect. rehearsing over there, but I wasn't going to say anything. Oh, he, he, um, he thinks I'm not on the phone anymore because I got cut off, so he's just oh, picked yeah. his guitar up. Uh, yeah, he is. He's, he's a great photographer from uh, New York City in the 1970s and 80s and 90s. He was a celebrity photographer. So, yeah, he knows a lot of rock history. And uh, he kind of informs me on the way to do things and the kind of musicians that we should be bringing in. So he's he's a great member of the team, David McGow. Okay, cool. Does he have any uh, photos of, of Todd from back in the day? I saw Alice Cooper and some others that he had, but he yeah, no, I don't. I think he has got some Todd. You know, I should ask him that. We should um, we should have a look in his archive. Yeah. Maybe, uh, you know, I mean, some of his most famous images are of the British Invasion band. You know, he's a great Rolling Stones fan and uh, The Who. We still go and see The Who, so... Um, Do you? Uh, <laughs> They're still touring. Yeah. So are the Stones. Yeah, yeah I saw you Michael Jackson. I know. He had, I know. Some, he's got an yeah, impressive yeah, yeah. resume of people he hung so out with, that's for sure. To- has, Todd's, has Todd's tour been, been cancelled at the moment? I saw it was still on in the website. It's still so far they they haven't uh, we, we've only seen one that we know for sure is canceled because the venue canceled it but I don't know about the rest of the tour it's to be determined so we'll see I mean I got a mm-hmm. feeling they will mm-hmm. but so far it hasn't mm-hmm. there hasn't been any official word from mm-hmm. Live Nation on that so we'll mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. everything well, is, everything is all a wait and see game everything yeah. is right now yeah yeah. 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 Because yeah, so, he's in know, New York was, State um, on in the end of May, I think. Maybe. I mean, if the tour goes ahead, it's the end of May. So. Yeah, who knows? And then, I mean, then comes down to Florida at the the end. Yeah. Uh, hopefully he can uh, he can do that tour, but I, you know, it's it's hard to know. It really depends on how this thing mm-hmm. goes. We don't know what. Nobody knows what we're getting into here. So it's mm-hmm. a smart move though not mm-hmm. to cancel yet because that's the ways out. But. Um, you know, it's yeah. going to be tough on people if he doesn't. Everybody loves to go see Todd. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it'd be great to see him back in Bearsville. It'd have to be a different show. Oh, that would be so good. Wouldn't that be great? We have to make that happen one way or another. We have to try and make that happen. Imagine that. Yes. And I can get the um, the Sphinx. Did you put, you gave it a name, did you? The Sphinx? Maurice. What is Maurice. Yes. Maurice. <laughs> we can get Maurice to go over there. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I don't know if Maurice should fit in there in the, in the theater. Maybe it's about twelve feet tall. It's a big, big, big deal. Oh, to God damn it. We'll put it outside. We'll put it in the put it in the yard. <laughs> we can. Uh, we'll find outside. a place for it. Absolutely. Or maybe down in. I think it's tall enough yeah. that it would fit in your 
historic room you were talking about, it would definitely fit yeah, in there. Yeah. Yes. In That'd the Utopia Studio. Yeah. That People build fun. it and they will come. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, my favorite <laughs> album is the a cappella album that he made in 1985 because yeah. um, being British, I love folk music and a lot of folk music was sung a cappella. I love that album. So if we can get him over, maybe we can have him do some singing for us. There you go. The problem, though, today with that kind of music is people won't shut up. So if we can get the right audience there, it'd be awesome to see him do that music. But man, yeah. Oh, you mean the audience won't shut up? Oh, they just won't oh, yeah, shut yeah, up. Yeah. 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 So I don't know about a, a show with no instruments. It'd be nice if it, we could pull it, if somebody could pull it off and see it. I'd love to see it. I mean, people love that. Oh, tour. we could try. Sure you know? loved it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We are trying. A great to do it. album. I'm just... Great songs, lovely songs, beautifully delivered. Oh, yeah. You know, agreed. I think one of his one of his um, musical influences when he was young was Gilbert and Sullivan, which is what oh, my yeah. mom used to sing to me when I was young. I, I just love that all those voices singing together. You know, I obviously had an influence on him later in life too. Have you ever performed, played an instrument, or done any performing music? <laughs> People say this, I'm, never am I going to go on that stage. <laughs> I do sing, but not, not in front of other people. Do, do you sing? <laughs> you know, <laughs> no. you're putting yourself yeah, out there. You. I'm, so, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> have you have you met uh, Mary Lou Arnold and Jesse Gress? Do you know who they are? No, I haven't. I haven't. I think I've spoken to Mary Lou on the phone. Yeah, Mary Lou's a big singer. She's in um, some kind of choir and some other things over there in, in Woodstock. And Jesse is Todd's touring guitarist, and they live in Woodstock. And you know they've been around for a long time over there. So um, they'd be good to Great. meet sometime. But Jesse's real sick right yeah. now. He got he got the flu and the pneumonia oh, and all no. that stuff. Yeah. He's, oh no. Uh, hopefully recovering. We'll oh, see how so it goes. Oh, to um, hear that. Yeah, it's really something else. All of a sudden, all these things hit him at one time, and um, so it's been kind of scary, but uh, they're they're a big part of Woodstock, without a doubt. They they um. Oh my people, goodness! You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I can assure you they will uh, eat at the Bearsville Cafe and other places <laughs> as soon as they're back in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mary well, Lou was touring manager for years too, long time. Right. Decades. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta make and hasn't there been some talk of doing, of doing some fundraising mm-hmm. as yes, a benefit? Yeah, the, maybe we uh, could maybe maybe we could roll that in. Yeah. Oh, that would be wonderful. They're good the people. We do. Yeah, we have. Um, so we throw parties with. Uh, we have a lot of Todd tribute bands, and they're a lot of fun. And people love yes, it. We throw parties. And we yeah. love to do something like that at Bearsville Theater for Jesse when everything calms down. You know, they'd be. That'd be a lot of fun because we would get a good turnout. People like the theater, they like the town, and everybody loves Jesse. Jesse's good people. So yeah, 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 yeah. So let's be on do the radar it. for sure. Let's do it. Absolutely. As soon yeah. as we can. Got to get everything so calmed down though first. Make sure we can open up. Yeah, we can't make bookings, can we, right now? But yeah, as soon as we can, we will. That's brutal. Yeah, it's got to be tough on you. Yeah. A bit. The um to get to get all that work done and have to take a pause, but it'll it'll pay off. Yeah. It's gonna be a um, yeah, yeah. great place. Are you are you um uh involved in what kind of bands you book? Do you have preferences for, for Robert? Or does he just kinda of book what he thinks is gonna 
bring people in? How are you? Well, that? Robert's working on it, and we have a young a young guy called Robert, uh, sorry, Mike Amari, who's come out of uh, the indie rock scene in Kingston, uh, who's doing it with Robert. And then I, you know, I mean, I think we just want to make it a great place, um, and we have to try lots of different sorts of music now. You know, the audiences change over the years. And yes. uh, no, we just, I, you know, we'll work it out. I think that's what we're doing. It's a bit of an experiment. We're going to work out what will work. And it'll probably be a great mixture of things. You know, it's, it's a community theater. And it's also a national theater. You know, it's a very special place. It has had the roots of Americana happened in Woodstock. You know, Bob Dylan went electric. Uh, the band f- came out of Big Pink. You know, all of that amazing music from the band and uh, so many influential musicians over the years. And even now, we have, um, surprisingly, we have national musicians that are hidden away, that, that really, we have Sonny Rollins living there, we have Jacques Dejeunette, we have the famous jazz singer that lives there, doesn't, that doesn't want people to know that she's there. So, um, <laughs> you know, we've, we've, we've got some great musicians that can form part of what we're doing, I hope. And so, tell me again what the, the you originally were going to have a fundraiser for for what was that for? Your debut show was going to well, be for, for family. Uh, it was going to be for family, the the charity in Woodstock that is supporting people um, that have had drug addiction problems over the years and homeless problems. Uh, and we, I'm always trying to support food uh, people that are feeding people that are hungry. So. Um, there's that charity there as well. But uh, we are community-based theatre, so we will be supporting any community venture that, um, as time goes on, you know, as we build up our audience. Man, I tell you what, I bet the the community, in fact, I, I, I know it because I've seen articles about it, the community up there must be just thrilled that you have come in and taken charge and uh, are just giving some new life to this property, I, I that must feel wonderful. That I'm so impressed with you. It will be when we get it open. <laughs> well, but they know you're doing the work. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're yeah, aware yeah. that that work is coming along, and and uh, they can. I I don't know for sure, but can they? Are you on a parkway where people would be driving by regularly and checking it out? Yeah, and we have we just put some big billboards up on the road through from the interstate that announce that we're opening at Easter, except we're not. You know, it's kind of one of those things. <laughs> but we will be. It'll be. It'll be happening. So it's fantastic. Soon. I'm glad yeah, you're having fun yeah. with it. Yeah, we are having fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. We just Is put the big chandeliers up this week. Oh wow. Uh, we put a big four big crystal chandeliers in the auditorium, and there's another big one that I think is arriving tomorrow that is going up on the stage so that we can have that when we're doing acoustic music. And uh, Robert's put up some fantastic lighting uh, and a great new Danley sound system. Um, wonderful, wonderful system that just sounds amazing. We've put the glass... For those people that have been to Bearsville, you'll know that the lounge, Albert created this theatre with huge lounge, a huge bar, sunken bar, probably the same size as the auditorium. But one of the problems with people that were in the bar was they would talk and it would disturb the audience. So we've put the big panes of glass up that divide up the space 
they've been taken down over the years, but now they're back. So now you can have a great experience in the bar because we're piping the live music through and uh, we've got a big TV screen that you can see it. And you can also have a great experience in the auditorium where you can listen to the music without being disturbed. So uh, it's good. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. We're just going to get it open. Let's hear about this big sound system. Mr. Fries is on with us. What's going on, Robert? Long time no see. Hey, man. How are you? What's happening? Good. How are you? Hi, Mel. Welcome back. How are you? Good. Hey, Good. Robert. <laughs> Hi, Lizzie. I, I was really just enjoying listening to Lizzie, so. Those <laughs> <laughs> details of this sound system, I don't know. You you, you have to fill us in. Um, put it simply, 20,000 watts. Wow. So a lot is more, the capacity still 400 or so? It is at the moment, yes. I believe, Lizzie, you'll have to confirm this, that we're um, eventually probably going to make some construction moves to make it larger. Yes, that's right. Our plan really? is, but we have to apply for permits and we have to put designs together and stuff. That's a few years away. But, yes, yeah, so for the moment it's 400. And, you know, that's a nice intimate theater. That's a, a nice space for an artist to perform in. It's a great size, absolutely. Not enough of those around, actually. So what would you think? You might make you spend it like 600 or something? or Yeah, yeah. I don't think yeah. we're going to get that much beyond beyond that. 500. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Okay. So, uh, Robert, what, what, uh, how did you decide what bands to book to start the the, um, the May shows that y'all were going to do? Uh, well, the, the simple answer is uh, I relied heavily on the locals. And luckily for us, we have – you know, national stars living in town. Uh, because to to get um, nationals, you, you usually need four to six, eight months prior, you know, right. because they're setting up the tours that far in advance. Right. So, you know, we went with, you know, I called up my friends, basically. <laughs> and luckily <laughs> they, they were in town. And, uh, awesome. You know, our big our big opening weekend. We were hope. You know, these are all being uh, rescheduled at the moment. But uh, Jim Weeder, G.E. Smith, and Larry Campbell. Um, you know, Jimmy from the band. Larry Campbell, of course, was Bob Dylan's musical director for years, and Levon's, and G.E. Smith. You know, from Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. And then. Um, Major, major jazz artist Jack DeJanette and his trio was that weekend. You got it going on well. already. So, yeah. So you so. now you last time I mean I remember you went to then you go to Europe with Alan Parsons was that who it was? Uh, Did you no. go tour with him? Who was it? Mm, I don't know which what year. What, when you went, you left to about? go to Europe for a while with a band when, after Todd. I thought it was Alan Parsons. Oh, it, I think it was UK. Okay. Uh, UK was John Wetton, uh, from you've known from Asia fame, and Eddie Jobson from, you know, King Crimson, and basically UK spawned off of King Crimson. Gotcha. Are y'all gonna? If, uh, have y'all done? Any, does Tony Levin still live over there? Yes. Harry. Now, um, did, you, did you work for Bearsville for the last? 
five years or so when that new owner came in, or did you go somewhere else? No, I actually, I, <laughs> funny story, I had, I had, I, I ran the place from 2010 through 2014. I had one meeting with these guys, and I was, you know, it was written all over the place that this is going down. So I jumped ship uh, January of 2015 is when they took it over. I figured it would have taken five years. I think they kind of destroyed it in three. So. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Well, how did you it's meet up clear. with Lizzie then was, when it was? I'm just sorry. A, Go ahead. It was clear that they were food and beverage people, and they just had no idea about yeah. how they were going to handle it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, they lost they lost a lot of money. Um Doing it the way that they did it, which so I've been working very closely with Lizzie. Uh, uh, okay, so she called me, I think. Yeah, somebody uh, said you have to talk to Robert Frazer, so I thought, okay, I better give this guy a ring. So he he showed up, and we eyeballed each other, and we thought, oh, and he said, you know, there's been a lot of problems, and I said, oh, but it's all going to change. But it took me a bit of a while to convince him because I think he's still still. Yeah, I think. Yeah, the first couple of meetings, I was like, you know, I didn't want to do it because of how much work it actually is, and Lizzie's obviously seeing that, and uh, but she's she's doing the right thing. Um, yeah, I mean, that's exactly what. You know, she is doing what is needed, whereas I saw it very clearly with them is that they were not going to do it correctly so you know yeah. it takes a lot of time it's, it's, you know seven days a week 24 hours yeah. a day yeah we tried to do a little bit with that previous situation we won't get into too much of that but i i, saw, I, I smelled that too something something wasn't right but somebody wanted to know uh, if y'all had planned on doing a maybe an outdoor stage at any time some outdoor shows well, there's a noise ordinance that's going to stop us doing that, and uh, I, we have to be respectful of our neighbours. But I would like there to be an opportunity to make music outside. Um, we obviously have to keep it at decibel level, which means that it's not amplified music. But, you know, we have had live music outside under the previous owner on the Bluestone patio, um, just acoustic duets and, and solo artists so I think we can probably do that again let's see where we can stretch it to but for now we want to get people back into the theatre you know and all the lovely space we Absolutely. have in there mm-hmm. so Robert how different does it look now from back back in 2014 or so oh it's done all this very work. different uh, structurally it's it's the same but everything is uh, spit shined so to speak. Um, everything's been painted. Everything's been reinforced. New bathrooms. Um, as Lizzie said, new sound system, new lighting. Uh, new we're drapes. Getting, uh, we're putting wonderful drapes, drapes up. In. Um, we've gone back but, to the wood. We've we've sanded back to the wood of the ceilings and the floors and the walls, the doors, everything. Yeah, long, long, long overdue. I mean, I don't remember a paint job happening since the since '89. Uh, you know, so going going back yeah. to when Sally opened. Wow. Now, tell me about this sound. Is it soundproof? This glass you put up for the bar. 
to separate. The, uh, well, that's the, that's been in there. That that's been in there from the beginning. What happened? Uh, the last owner took it out because they were too cheap to put a sound system in the lounge. Um, <laughs> oddly enough, they spent more money uh, taking the glass out and putting it back in and taking it back out again than it would have cost them to buy a sound system. Wow. But that ultimately is the simple reason why they took it out to begin with. So that's just and, that, and it works. Yeah, but the, the, the building is designed to be two separate spaces. So now we have, you know, a part, the Danley system is installed in the lounge where it gets pumped into from the main room. So people who want to talk and be social can do that out in the lounge while you can have an intimate show with people not talking in, you know, the main room. A big Perfect problem combo. was exactly if you had an intimate show in the main room and the cash register and people are like laughing and, and talking loudly in the lounge, it disturbed everyone in the main room. Yeah. So then you would get the, shh, you know, you would get people start <laughs> yelling at each other <laughs> to quiet down. And yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Well, you know, good. You may as well provide uh, an area for those talkers because there's always going to be talkers I've never understood people that will buy a concert ticket just so they can go talk. Um, Yes, and that's fine. We have space for them. Go ahead. Go, you know, talk as much as you want out there. As long as you do that right. So does it have any uh, video capabilities? Do you have a screen and stuff for anyone to do that? We are working on that. Uh, We do have plans for it. I just have not put it in place yet. So you'll be running the sound, I take it. You'll be front of house. Um, Absolutely, yeah. For, for, <laughs> yeah. For whatever I can do. Obviously, I'm not going to be doing yeah. every single show because, um, yeah, it would but be. But he's nice. in charge. I think I'll have yeah. to get some sleep eventually. Yeah. <laughs> so what is your role? You now, were there today. Here? Really? Stay away from people, man. You're. Um, you're the booking agent. You're the sound uh, guy. Well, really, uh, really, our new guy Mike is taking on that in a big way. He's actually freeing me up a lot to handle the production side of things. Okay, okay. So, so we are working together, working together on it. But I'm giving him the uh, the long uh, the long leash to go. You know, have them do that mainly. So but, did you think when this thing was being auctioned off, did you think it was about to be over? Were you shocked to find out somebody was going to buy it and restore it? I mean, what what could be a better story for you really than this? Absolutely. And that's, uh, you know, going back to our initial conversations, I really think I tried talking her out of hiring me um, <laughs> because I was kind of of the mind of just burn it down or bulldoze it or something because um, – Everyone. You were very frustrated. Everyone who who had had it did not do the right thing. And as Lizzie said, it is a gem. You know, it is the heart of Bearsville. But you know, if you don't have the money to put behind it to actually get the the right acts in there, you know, it always it always goes down to who's willing to play for free because we can't afford to pay anybody. And if it gets down to that point, then it's like, well, who wants to come see someone that 
you know, is is not worth paying for. Right. When you have so you have no one in, in the venue and you know, it's just uh, beating a dead horse, so to speak. So well, no, we are going to make it a jewel. It was it was intended by Albert to be a jewel, and it's going to be a jewel again. And it's yeah. going to have we're going to have some great times there. And people will, you know, they'll pay to come and see some good acts and have yeah. some great meals and have some great experiences. It's a it's a beautiful place, you know. Why wouldn't they? Great this is Woodstock, you know, one and of the best, uh, best known small towns in the world. Yeah. The building also has a reputation amongst musicians. Uh, they want to come play this room. Sure. You know, it's it's definitely one of the best sounding rooms in the Northeast. And with this new system, it, it will certainly be, you know, top. They're going to be blown tier. away. Yeah. But the musicians now, themselves love the room, you know. I can, I can imagine with it being updated and with the new sound, they're going to be blown away. Now, do you have how long – have you li- you lived there, right? Bears, how long have you lived there? Uh, coming up May 9th, it will be 33 years. 33 years. <laughs> so what what would have happened if somebody had auctioned that off and it became hotels and stuff? How devastating would that have been to Woodstock, you think? Would it just totally change the whole culture and the whole thing? Um, I don't know about devastating. Um it would, I, I really, it would be a shame. It would be a shame. Right. I can only relate to the building that it never was uh, put to use to its full potential, which now I, I believe we have an ability to do that. You know, all those years, again, I opened the building with Sally Grossman in 1989. And uh, I don't know if anyone remembers this, but we were actually using Janis Joplin's sound system. Okay. So. Janis Joplin, who died in 1970. <laughs> We're taking this piece of garbage and trying to make it work in this thing. And uh, you know, so that's been that's been the history of the building in regards to sound systems. It's just like why can't anyone invest in a sound system in there? And at the time, you know, it was the only sound system in Woodstock, and I was going like. Woodstock, the most famous music town other than Nashville, does not have a PA. It was just so <laughs> mind-boggling to me, yep. you know, that that uh, just couldn't be done. And then we did actually buy a system in 1989-90, but it was already 10 years used by that point. <laughs> so this mm-hmm. is the system that I now replaced. Okay, so we're talking about a 40-year-old system that has finally, in, in uh, 2020, has, has been replaced. So. That's unbelievable. <laughs> I didn't and know it sounds that great. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Now, uh, well, man, I know you've got to be excited about that. That is awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. I can, I so can how many times do you think Todd has played there, Robert? Uh, how many times? Well, under my watch, I had them. Uh, uh, I had them at least three times, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then I, could... I I was a part of that state uh, show, the opening show, the rehearsals and the opening show. Yeah. Um, and then did he also start another tour? 
What was after state? Global? Uh, global, I don't think he did. Uh, he started there. He may have. I don't think so. Maybe. No. Was, no. Yeah. Okay, so maybe state was the last time he was there. Yeah, I think so. But there was a, they, they did the guitar show there, I remember. Arena, I think. I remember at least two or three myself. I remember seeing the pictures of people standing in line trying to get in. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Plenty, plenty of photos by the bear. Yeah, good stuff. All right, man. Well, hey, we appreciate yeah, y'all actually, and all I your information. I've been on for a long time. I appreciate you calling in. It's good stuff. Yeah, okay. We're very, very good pleased. Good to and, talk uh, to you guys again. Yeah. Now, Robert. Honest, anything we can yes. help out. Robert, now that you've, you have, I'm assuming, installed your own dream sound system, um, you know some visiting sound guy is going to bitch about it, right? <laughs> well, I'll slap him upside the head, but it's really unden- it's undeniable. It's undeniable that the system is actually uh, absolutely 100% correct for the room. A lot of guys were trying to sell me line, line arrays, uh, trying to sell me line arrays, which the idea of those things is to project, you know, 50 feet out, uh, which would give you like six speakers in a row aimed at different parts of the room. Mm-hmm. But the room is too short for these things. So we are using a point source system now. And uh, the Danley technology is just unbelievable. And just every point in the room sounds exactly the same. 100% oh, wow. Coverage. That's wonderful to hear. And as I said, 20... 20,000 watts. So we could have the Who play there. <laughs> and we could handle it. Here's an idea. Let's do that, Robert. <laughs> yeah. Let's get the Who. Daltry Solo Show. Huh. There you go. Yeah. We're going to have to bring earplugs, us old Todd fans. Well, the idea, you know, I've, I've played the system very loud for Lizzie, and of course she's shocked at it. But the, the, the reason for that is to see how much volume we're hitting at and it's not even affecting the amps, meaning it's not even coming anywhere to overload. So of course we're not going to run shows that loud, but the point is the right. technology can handle, it can handle it. So you're not taxing anything. You're not taxing the speakers and you're not taxing the amplification. Where oh, I'm, we had, I'm so excited for you guys. Um, was this is right. really, really exciting. I want to come and visit. So Let's get this pandemic thing under, under, you know, behind us. Well, I tell you what, this is what we'll do. As soon as we know that we're over this and we start planning again, we'll come back to you next time you're broadcasting, and we'll uh, we'll give you some dates. Let's let's make something happen. Awesome. Absolutely. That's what we like doing. We're like you. We like to make stuff happen. <laughs> so we will. Great. Good. Well, Good thank deal. you very much. Well, thanks so much. It's been great. Great talking to you all. Good to hear from Great you. to talk to you. Too. All right, guys. All right. Thank, Thank you, you very doing. much. Good night. All right. Good night. Good night. Be safe. All right, everybody. Robert Frazza, Lizzie Van from Dariusville. And how exciting is that that it's coming back? I mean, it, it, when we thought for a minute it was about to become a damn hotel or something. Crazy. Or, Cruiser Mill. Yeah, or become a Victoria's Secret, one of those little strip malls or something. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, this Lovely. is very Great. excited. I'm I'm excited for them, and I've never even been there, so um, yeah. it sounds beautiful. Chandelier. Oh, it's such a cool town. Yep. I wish we 
I didn't mention that people could have called in because I bet we have some techie folks who would have liked to talk to Robert a little bit. But uh, some of y'all probably remember Robert pretty well. I mean, he was with Todd for a long time and um, doing sound and, and did a good job. So uh, then he left to go to Europe. With, I swear I thought it was Alan Parsons. But anyway, he bolted. Todd had to find somebody else at that time and then just stuck with them. I can't remember. I think that was George. when Ruben came in. Yeah. Oh. I think it's Ruben, Greg Ruben. Oh, okay. And then um, Ruben was replaced by George. So And uh, so uh, Frazza was gone by the time we started the AWATS tour, unfortunately. That would have been good to have him around. But anyway, uh, enough of that. Let's play some bootleg action, and then um, we'll wrap it up. So okay. tomorrow night, big night, Bun E. Carlos, exclusive interview, and it's going to be really good, I can assure you. So I'll be back tomorrow, and these are uh, – I'm going to play two bootlegs for you. Okay. So granted, they're bootlegs. They're not, they're not board recordings. And they were done on a 40-year-old stereo system, apparently. On a what? So, uh, a forty-year-old oh, 40 stereo? stereo system, yeah, oh, yeah, stereo okay. system, you know, sound system. Excuse me, that Prize was talking about. So they, this was at Bearsville, the Bearsville Theater. This is when they uh, Todd debuted State. And I think that was his last show there. Uh, I know two or three he's done personally. I remember those. Cruise Mount. I'm gonna let you pick. You can have Imagination or Sir Reality. Let's go with Imagination because that seems to be what everybody is starting to use now that we've all been under lock and key. So, yes. <laughs> good point, good choice. Here we go.
Everybody, this is Todd Rundgren, and you're listening to RundgrenRadio.com.